This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Homesdale Radio. Preview podcast. Crowdfunded by Palace fans. For Palace fans. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the Homesdale Radio Preview Podcast. I'm your host Terence Ford of redandbluearmy.co.uk and the Preview Podcast jinx is finally over. We won! Christmas is almost here, but before you take off your belt like Jason Punchin and prepare to feast on festive snacks, we are back one last time in 2017 to talk all things Swansea. Lucy and Patrick join me as we discuss fighting in nightclubs in Rygate, the big boys coming in for Wilf. And we remember Julian Speroni's best moments as the Argentine hits 400 appearances and a club record 111 clean sheets. As always, before all of that, head over to holradio.net forward slash subscribe to ensure that you never miss another whole radio podcast. Yes, welcome. Welcome, Patrick. All the way from across the pond. Hello, mate. I'm surprised we can get through to you. Are you covered in snow or is it not so bad over there? Actually, it's uh, it snowed, but now it's all it all melted, so we're good over here now. Okay. And Lucy, you're kind of north. You're north of London anyway. Yeah, Midlands. So you got snow there? No, but it's quite icy still. Don't like oh. it. Oh, and does that cause problems at all the roundabouts? Just people drive like idiots. <laughs> Can't deal with it. <laughs> deal with it. No. Um, talking talking of idiots, um, a certain Easy. one of our own one of our own's been a little bit of an idiot this week, um, uh, allegedly, reportedly, and all of that business. Um, as it's been reported that Jason Punchin was involved in a in a dust up at a nightclub in Rygate and. Um, in, in in possession of an offensive weapon, I mean, the belt he was holding in his hands was certainly offensive. I mean, wearing a peach-coloured belt, I don't care who you are, you can't pull it off. A <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, bit of a touchy one, this, I think. Uh, how, how do you feel about old Punch and taking his belt off and trying to hit someone with it loose? Stupid. Absolutely ridiculous. Like, I know we all get heated when we've had a drink and... But his belt, I mean, seriously, have you ever been on a night out and thought, 
this guy's a knob. I'm going to whack him around the head with my belt. Like, no I comment. Just, and because, <laughs> because of who he is as well, you know, he should, you know, heat the moment stuff. I appreciate that, but very foolish, if you ask me, and, and disappointing. Yeah, I mean, it certainly is. I'm, I've said this a lot on Twitter. Your, your go-to should never be to take off your belt and want to hit someone regardless of what's happened but I don't I don't know how you feel Patrick my opinion of it is that you know something's got to have happened for him to lose it like that I don't think he's just going to do that over something petty yeah I agree um I mean I'm again I'm with Lucy it's a stupid thing to do but again I don't know I I don't know what happened and again to be set off that much based on a video that I saw something must have happened that would have got him really upset but you know as a representative of Paris you can't do that um so I'm not defending him. What I don't like is the people making the comments on Twitter and stuff about about you know about him. You know, always going back to how bad he's played in the last year and a half, which is so funny with some people. But you can leave that out of it. Again, what he did was really stupid. But can we just separate that from you know you don't like him as a person? It's kind of to me that's kind of ridiculous. Mm, yeah, I mean, uh, I, the body language in that video of the bouncer tells me that something thinks- else went on. Yeah, the punching's in the right there because yeah. he's not just full-on restraining him and holding him back. He's trying to talk him down and calm him down because I think he probably knows that, um, not that what Jason's doing is justified or anything like that, but, you know, he's probably done some, something's happened to him that he can feel aggrieved over. But, um, you know, like I've been saying as well, it's it's a, it's a tricky one for Palace to deal with. I don't think you can just sack him, you know, uh, um, particularly looking at the work that the foundation does with, local kids in the area and you know 15 20 years ago jason punchin was a local kid from this area and um you know you make one mistake and the club sack you i don't think that particularly sends the right message to these young kids that um the foundation is trying to help so i think it's going to be really tricky and interesting to see how they deal with it um i think i mean i don't want to say it should be a punishment that he has to help out the foundation because they should want to do that but once the police are dealt with him and what happens there happens there i think the club should be pushing jason punching in that direction to talk about the lessons he's learned to um those kids at the foundation does the great work to help um agree yeah um on to slightly better things or worse things i don't know will will zaha all the big the big teams are apparently circling according to the press Patrick, 40 million. Um, couldn't even buy a Homesdale radio with that, could they? <laughs> Some of you lot, he could, not me. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, that's a, that's a ridiculous amount. Um, I, I saw it and I saw the comments about, you know, what's that for his left boot, right boot, etc. But my opinion is that I think he's going to go, but not, not this window. I think he'll go in the summertime unless he's going to pull. I heard it on the radio the other day. I met Letizia and decided, you know what? I'm going to dedicate my career to Palace. No, you know, some come what may, and maybe we get a big, bigger contract out of it. But I, I just feel like at this point, I'm not sure what team it is. I don't think it'd be Man City because he won't play there. But I think it'll, he may decide because with us, you know, you, you see what we're going to do. We're going to be fighting relegation pretty much every season. It looks like, and he deserved the chance to, to, you know, to win some to me to win some trophies and medals. And I don't see him doing that here. I hope he does, but I just kind of feel this might be the window. I'm not sorry, not this one. The one in the summer might be the one where he might be coerced to go to a quote unquote bigger club. Not sure where. I don't mind if it's Europe, but I think it might be. He might stay here. Yeah, it's going to be a really interesting one. I feel it was Ian Wright who was talking about the um, Matt Letizier thing. That's he was saying that he said to Parish, you need to try and get him on the Matt Letizier kind of vibe. I mean, it all comes down to now what Will's ambitions are, really. I guess because yeah. he's very settled. He he earns a lot of money. Um, you know, he earns 
as uh, Billion was just pointing out in our chat there, he earns more than Kane and Ali at Spurs. You know, he's he's on the big bucks. Yeah. So um, it's, it's, it's not going to be that. He's very settled. You know, you see all the time on his Instagram and so on, posting pictures with his babies. He's obviously very, very happy being back in London. And so, I don't know, it'd be interesting. I mean, that's for those reasons alone, I'd worry about Chelsea, Spurs and Arsenal because potentially you could go to one of those clubs. But I don't know. And you say that we're always going to be fighting relegation. Um, you know, Steve Parrish was in the evening standard saying we could win the Premier League in the next 10 years. So, um... <laughs> yeah, I heard that rumour once too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> team, team of the, what are we now? Team, team of the 10s? <laughs> team of the 20s? Is that what it's going to be? Team of the 20s, um, exactly, yeah. <laughs> what do you think, Luce? Do you think he's going to go or stay? Um, I think my heart is saying that he's going to stay. For all the reasons that you've you've both pointed out, you know he loves Palace. He he was brought up around here. He's you know like you say he posts pictures all the time of his mates um, in in the club and his baby and he's 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 very settled. He loves it's, us. It's you pictures can just... of his baby in the club. No, and the, <laughs> and his friends from the club. <laughs> I was going to say, if he's taking his baby to the club, we need to um, find social services. <laughs> and, you know, you can see the passion in his face when he's playing as well, how much he wants it. Um, and I think that is, I don't think he'd have the same passion if he moved elsewhere. So my heart is saying, I think he will stay. But my head, my sensible head is thinking, you know, if the money's right, someone's going to come and take him off us. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to have to be an awful lot of money and a lot more than that forty million. Because let's face yeah. it, we're, we're not going to be able to buy a replacement for that forty million. <laughs> um, exactly. Well, no one who will want to come to us anyway. So uh, we'd, yeah. be, we'd be able to buy a replacement, but we wouldn't mm. be able to replace Wilf. Right. And one of the things I want to add is that I think what might go for us slightly is that he he's already gone. He went to Manchester. It didn't work out. He knows what it feels like not to be here. So I think he might not want, you know, if he's that kind of person I think he is, he might want to stay just based on his experiences from before. Yeah, I definitely. So. I, I think we've got a lot going for us. And yeah. um, Billiam's in my ear telling me that if we just put a statue up of him outside the new main stand, that would seal the deal. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. Done. As long as it's not in the pose of that awful dance that he did after the goal <laughs> on the weekend. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Um, right. We're going to go off to a short jingle and then we'll be back with the preview of the Swansea match. There are 99 reasons to hate Brighton. Homophobia doesn't need to be one of them. Follow us on Twitter at Proud and Palace. Right. So it's all been crazy up here in whole radio towers. Um, we were supposed to have Ian Walsh on to talk about Swansea. But um, Skype, Skype crashed uh, calling phone lines outside. So we can't get Ian Walsh on, which is really sad because literally while we would have been on the phone to him, Paul Clement has been sacked by Swansea. So um, have you not heard this, Patrick? Breaking news oh. for Patrick. He's been, he's been sacked in the last 10 minutes, mate. Oh, my God. I had no idea. Wow, that's, that's, that's big. Wow. Hey, I'm not you. shocked, but I'm surprised they wait till Wednesday to do it. It's interesting. Yeah, so what's your instant reaction then? Um, sorry, I, I thought he'd be good. Yeah, well, uh, first, well immediately, is, I, I kind of knew it was coming. They haven't been playing well. They basically got rid of their, their best players and didn't replace them. Seekerson obviously being the biggest one. But um, so why they do it, they, they'd wait now. My my thing is obviously, as, as Lucy just said, is the, uh, you know, the stupid bounce that teams get when they get when they get an, a manager or a, an interim person in, in between. 
but hopefully, hopefully, um, it won't happen on Saturday. Well, you know what's probably going to happen, right? Pulis. Yeah, it'll be um, with, you know, Alan Pardew's first game in West Brom we hit. Why not hit Tony Pulis's first game in charge? It would make sense, wouldn't it? Um, I don't know. Do you think Pulis would take that job, Luce? Uh, I'd say he'd probably hold out for the Wales job. And they've not put anyone in there, have they? Stoke. Not... Yeah. Stoke, Stoke, yeah, Stoke. I mean, I think they're going to have to like sort of ease over some tensions from the past. But if they do, um, yeah, I can see him going back there as well. But, you know, he doesn't want a relegation on his CV, does he? And if he you... doesn't. <laughs> and Swansea quite... are bang on mm. for this allegation this year. They really are. They're bang yeah. on for allegation. Well, I mean, they're suffering a huge uh, identity crisis. You know, they when you go back and you look at Roberto Martinez and Paolo Sosa and Michael Laudrup and whatever, they yep. worked really hard to embed a new identity into that club. And um, there was a brilliant interview with, in The Independent with Angel Rangel the other day, who's been there 11 years now. And he was saying about how the identities just disappeared at the club. Um, and, you know, there's only a couple of Spanish players there. And it's like, it, you know, you can, you can change the personnel and the stuff, but the philosophy shouldn't have to change. And the philosophy has changed. And, You've seen the deterioration of their results as a as a standard. And you, if you look back to quite the, the year they got promoted to the Premier League and they beat us 3-0 and 3-0, we barely touched the ball. Then they got promoted to the Premier League, played some lovely football, really held their own, won the League Cup. Yeah, And um, it's, it's a bit sad to see. And, you know, I went on one of their forums today to do a bit of research and, you know, they're calling for Clement's head, which is what they've, they've obviously got today. And then um, calling for the ball to go as well. So... It's a bit of turmoil in Swansea, that's for sure. But, you know, yeah, it looks... It look, yeah, go on. Yeah, it's funny, terms because it's kind of like an anti-Palace thing because, you know, we try to change our style to be more, playing more football and they've gone the opposite, you know? And you're absolutely right. Watching them play in their early years when they came up and when they uh, won the League Cup, they were brilliant to watch. But you're right, it was a very much of a Spanish influence. Obviously, you just said uh, Sousa and then obviously... Um, uh, Benita, uh, Martinez, but you're right. They and and, and Laudrup was a brilliant, you know, brilliant football player himself, and then decided he wanted to play. But you're right. They, their style has really changed. And they haven't. And the thing is, like, I was interested. They just really, they sold all the best players. They haven't replaced any of them. You know, they just they mm. kept the money. Whatever. They just they had so many good players and you know, Williams and Seagus and a lot of you know other guys that Boney came back. But they sold so many players. Just haven't really replaced them. That's really been their detriment. I think. I feel. I actually feel sad for the for the for their fans. It's just a shame. Yeah, it is a shame to go from. You know, it's just kind of that you kind of seem to have to go for a cycle in the Premier League every few years if you're yes. a squad that yep. isn't challenging for Europe or anything because, you know, you got if you start to do well, you're going to have players who get ambitious and want to go elsewhere. And, you know, that's obviously happened with Sigurdsson and Williams. And you know, and if, when they're not replacing them, especially when you're getting huge money for Sigurdsson, you know, they got a lot of money for him and they haven't really been able to go on and spend it. But, um, yeah, it's tough times for them, but... You know, hopefully that will be to our gain this weekend, um, especially after the <laughs> the travesty that was there last season. <laughs> um, uh, so, I mean, from from our standpoint, Lucy, Luka Milivojevic is back, but mm-hmm. um, it's a tough one now. Does he walk straight back into the team? No. I mean, I absolutely love Luka. Don't get me wrong. He, I think he's fantastic and he's been been really good for us. But... After that performance at the weekend, I think it's only fair for him to start on the bench. 
I mean, James MacArthur and Johan Gabaya were absolutely tremendous, I thought, against Leicester. Um, what, Patrick, what, what are you thinking about Luca? Normally, I would say he couldn't walk back, but because of the um, Benteke suspension, I think it's easy to just put MacArthur uh, in and go back to having Townsend and Zara up front, and he's keep Luca um, in the midfield with uh, with Kabaya. I think it works just for this game, and after that, it's a quandary. But um, like like you, Terrence, I thought I thought MacArthur and Johan played probably the best central midfield combination I've ever seen for Palace. They were brilliant Premier League, and I thought that the the game plan that Hodgson had to have um, MacArthur track. Mares was brilliant, and it could. We all know when when he when when Mares can do what he wants, that's what kills teams. When he can go left to right, right to left, and central, and I thought that was the, was the key to the game. So I think we can just for this match. I think we can we can get by with playing both MacArthur and Luca, and it doesn't matter where they play. They can, you can switch them back. You can put leave MacArthur with Kabai, move MacArthur higher up. I think we'll be okay for this match. And then after that, when uh, Manteke is off the suspension, then you've got a little bit of a quandary. But it's a good one to have though. Yeah, so what? So you think there'll be MacArthur sort in a narrow left, wide left yeah. midfield, look kind of like uh, Loftus Cheek is doing on the right at the moment. Exactly. Again, we don't really use our width with when uh, with uh, with uh, Loftus Cheek anyway. So absolutely that, and then obviously, like I said, have Townsend and uh, uh, Zaha more up front, like they like we played, you know, in that little patch when Benteke was injured. Yeah. So, but uh, Roy Hodgson talked in his post-match, I think it was after the Watford game, he talked about um, Sacco and the work they've done with him as yep. playing as a lone man up top. Luce, do you think Sacco um, has done enough in the last couple of games to maybe get a sniff at a starting position? Yeah, I do. Absolutely. I think he's been really good. And he's sort of that little bit of hope that we need to help Benteke. I mean, and obviously Benteke is not going to be there, so... Why not give him that opportunity? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, this. That's a big. That's a big start. That is. It's <laughs> um, <laughs> he, he just. He's a bit of a quandary for me. Um, he, he came on against Leicester, and we only had, you know, he only had five or six minutes worth of playing time, and it was in a position where Leicester had all but abandoned defending. You know, you and we put him in a position where to score a goal where he's one of the left foot is there in the centre of the goal and <laughs> he's not going to miss. If we can get him into that position every time, he'll score every time. But um, there there has been in both games, um, I thought the Watford game, he did some really good stuff with his back to goal. Um, he, he put in a lot of effort chasing the ball around and running channels and so on, which obviously you don't get from Benteke so much. So, I don't know. Part of me wants to say that he deserve. You know, you've scored two and two. You deserve a chance in the in the starting lineup. But then part yeah. of me also just thinks of the last two years and you know, well, <laughs> was it, really was it injuries and he never really got fit and because he never had a run in the team and you know he never really had direction. I don't know. It's a, there's a lot going on for him there. So I'd I'd love to be able to backtrack on everything I ever said that was bad about him. And um, I think I said some bad stuff. <laughs> But so, look uh, at how good he was at Wolves, and that's how we got him. And mm-hmm. you know, that's. I think, I think he's we're being unfair on him in the last couple of years because he's just not had that opportunity. A lot mm-hmm. of people don't rate him, but if you just look at what he's done in the last couple of games, you know, maybe this is the Sacco that we saw previously. Was it he, in the in the Watford game? He missed the sitter from four yards out. <laughs> It's just lucky that the rebound fell straight back to him. Yeah, still but... counts. Still counts. <laughs> I get your point, though. But no, then no. look at Benteke's penalty. So he should be yeah. burying that, and he didn't. So you know they all they all have times when they mm-hmm. miss 
missed opportunities. So yeah, it'll be inter- it'll be interesting to see because it is quite a thing, you know. It's 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 a good headache for Hodgson to have about really what is. he does with you know because if Benteke getting suspended, I think you know. 10 games ago would have been a much bigger problem than it appears to be now, you know, for the one-off game. So it'll, yeah. it's, it's a good thing to happen. But on Benteke's suspension, do you think it's the worst time for him to get suspended, Patrick? Or you think it's, you know, give him a one-game rest and then let him get tucked into the, the, the home games and hopefully help us pick up some unexpected results there? I'm kind of caught in the middle. Initially, I was saying, well, he just scored a goal. He's, he's playing really well the last couple of matches and etc. But honestly, if he's going to get suspended, I'd rather be suspended for Swansea than Arsenal, Man City, etc. So I think that um, he'll he's bound to come back even more fired up to you know get back in the scoring, you know, scoring when he gets back. So I think it's probably not going to hurt us. And like you guys are saying, I'm kind of moving to what Lucy said. I, I kind of like the idea of maybe starting Sacco, giving him a reward. You couldn't do that if Benteke was fit. So I think if we do that and he does well again, you know, again, you just said it's going to be a great, great problem for, for um Hodgson's to have. So I think, you know, I think it's not a terrible time for him to be out for one match at least. Okay, and then Lucy, Martin Kelly obviously did a sterling job against Leicester, but um, it's the return to the scene of where he really crashed and burned last season. It was where the 5-4 was the, everyone came to the, the ends of their tether with poor old Martin at right back. Um, yeah. Are you happy for him to continue there if the injuries for to Timothy and Joel are still still present? Yeah, I think, you know, he's another one that's really come into form recently. And I've always been a big fan of Martin Kelly. So I, I think he doesn't get the credit that he he duly deserves sometimes. Um, so I think, you know, Swansea was last season. This is Swansea this season. Give him a chance. And, you know, like I said before, we all make mistakes. So we will see. Yeah, and I think it was, um, was it? Correct me if I'm wrong, Patrick. I can't remember. Was it Barrow that gave him a bit of a bit of a tough time last season? It and, was Mo Barrow, uh, yeah. And it was it. Did they have a Colombian winger as well there? I remember. Um, he's, he's, he's not, he's, he was. Um, I think, it, I Equ- think Ecuadorian. Ecuadorian, Ecuadorian, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Ecuadorian, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but I don't. I don't think either of those are there anymore, are they? So yeah, I think that, yeah, no, Barrow. Barrow's, Barrow's definitely gone. But yeah. you know what? The thing I'll say about um, I kind of jump on what Lucy said. I I really like the way Kelly played against Vardy I didn't have any idea Kelly's a lot faster than I thought he was mm. and I thought he played really well on on on, uh, on Saturday considering the speed that Vardy brings to the game so I think he'll have, have a little problem with um you know with the Swansea player I guess Routledge is still on the team obviously and I think um what's his name played again this week is back um uh what's his name the, the other winger the one that played for them has been out for a while he, he was injured and came back he's he was back this week so they've got a couple of players that might give us some trouble but I think we'll be okay yeah I saw um uh, a conversation between an Everton fan I know and a Palace fan I know on Twitter and the Palace fan was asking what do we have to do to beat Swansea and he said just turn up <laughs> <laughs> so that's um pretty wow. damning but do you, do you think the change of manager will really um, give Swansea a boost, Lucy, or do you think it will? You know, I don't, I don't know really what to say. Do you think, do you think it might make them crumble? What do you reckon? I think it's a poor time to do it. You know, sort of for us Wednesday, so <laughs> <laughs> three days before you're you're due to play. I mean, I know a lot of managers 
it doesn't really matter when your manager goes, you know, it's it's not good for a team if you're having to do that. Um, but I don't know, they're not going to get anyone in in the next couple of days, are they? So I think I think it is a plus for us, but we never normally capitalise on these situations. So <laughs> who knows? Right, but look, is this just us just being very Palace or should we rightly so be Palace about this? But we're seven games unbeaten. We're scoring goals for fun. We've just gone and beaten the form team outside of Man City in the Premier League 3-0 in our own backyard. And we're playing bottom of the league. Shouldn't we just be fully going there, Patrick, and expecting to run them over? We really should be. And in the back of my mind, I'm saying absolutely we should. But again, if you, you get that stupid, you know, same old Palace, you know, typical Palace in the back of your head, you can't help it. But we we owe them so much. I mean, the 5-4 was like the most gut-wrenching defeat ever. And I, and I know we've drawn the other two. I think we drew 1-1. I think Jenna's got a penalty. And then I think Murray the year before. We never, we never win at Swansea. So we, we're due. We've got to put it put them to the sword on Saturday. If we don't do it now, we never will. With their turmoil, it will never happen. By the way, the player I'm looking for was, was Nathan Dyer. That's what I was thinking about. He's oh, the one right. I was thinking about. Yeah, but, um, but yeah, but yeah, if we don't do it now. Just one thing we've got to do. Just keep an eye on frigging Leroy Fair, for Christ's sake, after last year. <laughs> God, that one hurt me last year. That was such a... That had the worst pass up I could ever remember in the, in the league match. It really was. It was so bad. Oh, so gut-wrenching it was. Well, I'm I'm convinced that somehow, even though Hennessy will be on the bench and Sigurdsson Everton, <laughs> he's still going to find a way Shuffle. to score a free kick past it. <laughs> Exactly. Oh my God. Uh, okay, well, we'll end that there, and then after this quick break, we'll be back with some jingles. Some jingles? Some predictions. Jingle bells. <laughs> <laughs> Prediction. <laughs> Homesdale Radio Preview Podcast. Crowdfunded by Palace fans for Palace fans. Right, so last week, nobody got a single, nobody got it right. No one even predicted us to win. Everyone predicted us to either draw or lose. So uh, my prediction of 2 2. Uh, Tom, producer Tom, who was on, made a rare appearance on the show. He predicted, um, oh, he was the only one who predicted a Palace win. He predicted 3-2 as a Palace Ooh. win. So he was the only one to come out of any credit. And usually we've just got him behind the scenes pushing buttons. Shocking. Um, <laughs> this week, uh, everyone's predicted a win. There's no other result other than a win. A few selections. Hambo's gone 2-0. Tim's gone 3-0. Jack's gone 1-0. And Ed's gone 2-1. Um Lucy, yes. What are you what are you going for this week? I think I put three one to us. Three one. Um, do you think that's even with Ben Teke, we could we can go down and score three past them? Yeah, why not? Scott, Dan, James McArthur, and Sacco. <laughs> Sacco, and three um, one sounds good to me. I'll take it, Patrick. Now you've got me thinking. One, <laughs> what did I what did I put in the spreadsheet? And two, they just got rid of their manager. <laughs> So, with oh, that yeah. in mind, with that in mind I'm gonna, I think I put down 2-1 for us, and I think I'll stick with that. And the reason I'm saying that is we always seem to score a couple of goals a match, and I just cannot see us losing to this. I know this is going to come back and haunt me, isn't it? I, can't, I just can't <laughs> just lose it to Swansea. I really can't. I, I mean, I think the worst case is we get a really poor 2-2 late, you know, late draw for them, but I can't see us losing to them. If we don't beat them this year, we're never – they're going down anyway. Then We're never going to beat them away from home. So I am definitely going for a Palace 2-1 win. And I will even pick the scorers. I'm going to go with Zaha and Jeffrey Schlupp out of nowhere. Yeah, see, now I know you've you've lost it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, I, I'm, I've gone two one as well, Palace. Um, I was playing, toying around with the idea of two 0 or three 0 but um, now that Clement's there, I'm going to has gone. I'm going to go two one. Um, I'll go with Zaha and Dan for the goal scorers. And um, the poll result on Twitter today, your options were uh, Palace take liberties. Christmas spoils shared and um, it's going to be swank. Swan, wank, you know. It, it, got, it, got it, got it, got it. <laughs> yeah, 58% have gone for the win, uh, 23% draw and 19% have gone for a loss. That's... Um, Ooh. Pretty, pretty, yeah, surprising unless there's Swansea fans on there. Um, right, next up, because we couldn't get to speak to Ian Walsh, um, we're just going to share a few Speroni memories. So we'll be back after this jingle. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Homesdale Radio, preview podcast. Crowdfunded by Palace fans, for Palace fans. Yes, so in the Leicester game, um, Speroni, in his 401st appearance for the club, which puts him, um, is it full full-time, Patrick, or third? I think it's fourth, isn't it? I think it's, it's fourth, yeah. Yeah, full full time on the Palace leading appearances. And um, he kept his 111th clean sheet, 100th in the league. Although I'm kind of spirit. What do you reckon, guys? Quick straw poll, Lucy, playoff games. Should they count in the league or as cup competition? Uh, league. Patrick? Because um, they added games, cups. Yeah, so they that's, they do come under the cup games. So um, it's 103 it's weird, in the yeah, playoffs, and then the rest obviously made up in the League Cup and FA Cup. But that 111 levelled him with Big Nigel, Big Nigel Martin, the world's first million pound goalkeeper. Um, pretty good company to be in, and you know we've been keeping clean sheets away from home recently. I was at three clean sheets in a row away from home, so um, he could he could take the record himself this weekend. Um, loose. What's what's your favourite? We'll we'll go for a few, but what's your what, what's your standout Speroni moment? Well, as we were discussing earlier, my actual favourite moment is when he cut his hair because <laughs> I, I, I didn't like it long. Yeah, yeah, it was much better when he cut it short. But I actually remember seeing Speroni's first ever game for us, which was um, a friendly against Ipswich. It was Ipswich away, and. Um, did they charge £47 pound for a ticket like they normally do? <laughs> I, can't, I cannot remember. Um, Surely not for a friendly. <laughs> we um, we went with a friend of ours up in Northampton, um, me and my dad, and he was actually an Ipswich fan. And um, me and my dad like looked at the team sheet and saw this like Speroni fan, and we were like, where's Kirai? 
and um, we read up on him and um, saw that he was, you know, the second top goalie in the SPL, and we were like, oh, you know, decent, it's going to be amazing, and he was terrible. (laughs) (laughs) He had a really, really bad game, but obviously, since then, he's, um, he's a legend. Well, not quite since then. He had to get a couple more bad games out of his system there, most notably Everton well, at home. <laughs> we don't talk about them. <laughs> we don't talk about them. Um, I mean, I, I will never, I'll never forget him trying to dribble around Kevin Campbell. It was, um, you know, really, if you, if you think about it, mathematically speaking, he probably done himself out of three seasons worth of starting every game there, right? So... That puts him above 500 appearances if he carried on playing. And then um, with, you know, Pulis, Warnock and Pardew all robbing him of uh, game time, he could have been he could have been challenging Jim Cannon <laughs> for appearances. Yeah. Um, but Patrick, I don't think we'll ever see anyone reach Jim Cannon proportions, will we? No, I'm looking at the list now. He's at 660. Terry mm-hmm. Long, 480. Albert Harry, 440. And Julian at 401. So it's incredible. Um, we're not going to get anybody at Cannon, but you're right. I mean, that and that burns me. Not the early ones, because I can kind of see why he might have been beginning. But the Pulis, uh, you know, uh, Pardew stuff, him not playing really. I mean, I don't want to go into it again with him and Hennessy, but I, that really burns me. He he lost so many appearances, and to me, not really. I mean, not rightly so because of just just poor decision making on a management team. So, but going to your individual question about the uh, memories of Speroni, um, I'll go back to 2013. Um, playoffs mm. Brighton match was the second leg was I got to watch it live on TV and it was absolutely ridiculous I mean that save that he made was yeah. was was ridiculous and then my friend Will Block texted me after said we gotta go to the final so I uh, quickly sorted out you know some tickets and plane and I and I came over for the final and then the Watford match and then the the, the, the save on Troy Dean how he didn't bring him down was amazing yeah. and to make that one-handed save was brilliant and that just that match for me just really epitomized epitomized why I adore and love Speroni and for me he's always come up big for us and for me that 2013 playoff run those two matches were just absolutely superb and to me somewhat Speroni uh, in, in, you know perfectly yeah well in the, all three of those playoff games he kept clean sheets and yep, made important exactly. saves in all of them I mean the one from yeah. Ashley Barnes is just oh my God. one of the best, best best saves you can ever hope to see and and the one against Deeney is so it's such a unique save. Exactly. It, going around every, him and touching him with his left. Yeah. Yeah, you just don't you don't see saves like that every day, do you? That it's you know, he turned into Mr. Soft and somehow bent his body <laughs> around Troy Deeney and exactly. and flicked it away. Um yeah, but I mean those are those are the obvious ones. Uh I mean, I really remember uh, being at Ashton Gate um somewhere in the late two thousands and um <laughs> He, a, a double penalty save he made there, so he saved the penalty and then saved the rebound and was just absolutely incredible that night. Yeah, that's and, pretty uh, rare for him, though, isn't it, though, Terence? Penalty saves? He doesn't make a lot of those, does he? Think about well, it. Well, you see, it, it, everyone, I thought that as well until I'd done the research. Oh, ah, okay. He has actually saved his fair, his fair amount of them. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, you got the one in, uh, against Scott Arfield for Bur- against Burnley. Burnley a couple yeah, of seasons ago. Yeah. Um, I mean, he made a huge one as well in the promotion season when we won one 0 at Derby. After, oh yes, yes. Um, when Balassi scored yeah, early he, on, yeah, and then yep, yep, yeah, and he yep, saved yep. it late from Connor Salmon. I think Delaney gave the penalty away. Sorry, Lutz. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, another another game that massively stands out for Sproni, and it was 
it was a shame because it was almost a perfect 10 out of 10 goalkeeping performance. And it was, um, again, in the promotion season at home to Huddersfield um, oh, when, we yes. drew, when we drew 1-1. And he yeah. was like a brick wall, just pulling off ridiculous save after ridiculous save. Saved another penalty in that one. Uh, only to then one, let one slip through his legs. Like yeah. the easiest, the easiest oh thing God. he had to face all night. <laughs> that was a game that Balassi made that great flick to Zaha's goal. Right? Is that the same match? That's the one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was, I remember that. I can't be letting that goal. Oh, yeah, that was such a soft goal to give up after. He played so well in that game. He really did. You're right about that, yep. Yeah, flying into the top corner, all sorts of stuff. You yeah. know, that's, uh, absolutely brilliant. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Loose, is there any any particular saves that stand out to you? Um, I mean, Ch- Chelsea, the 1-0 at home to Chelsea when John Terry scored the end goal, made a couple in that one. Uh, there's, well, there's just so many. Uh, it's just... It's a long period of time for to to pick a particular one, isn't it? He's just mm. he's he's brilliant. I love I love, I I just I don't think there's a Palace fan around that could say that they don't like him. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, well, my first son will be called Julian, so that that that's a fact. <laughs> and um, you know, to 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 do that, you got you got to have a bit of love for someone, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> High praise indeed. But Julian yeah, I mean, Wilfred Klotzford, yeah. That's, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I would, I'd, you know, I'd punish myself if I didn't mention. I mean, he's great as ever. Palace save for me. I think, I think it was Ross McCormack he made it from when he was playing for Leeds. I could be wrong. It could have been someone else, but it's in the Holmesdale, and the ball gets cut back from the byline across the edge of the six-yard box, and um, Sproni's obviously going across with the cross. And the effort gets poked back in right at the near post, and somehow, like in one movement, he manages to completely change his whole direction and get down into the bottom corner and tip it around the post. And um, yeah, I mean, just just love him, love him. And to, to think, just to think, if it weren't for a certain Dougie Friedman telling some lies down the phone, we would have lost him in 2010 to um, QPR, and we wouldn't be here talking about him. But alas. We still have him, and hopefully he's got a few more years in him yet as our number two. <laughs> but um, yeah, so there you go. There are our memories. Congratulations to Julian on equaling the record and um, getting your 400 appearances, mate. And um, we'll have to get him on the pod sometime. Definitely. Usually we'd have a a message from Hambo, but he's at a Christmas party, so he said he's not doing it. So you'll have a jingle, and then we'll be back. Homesdale Radio Preview Podcast. Crowdfunded by Palace fans for Palace fans. Yep, so that's it, guys, for this week. We um, sadly didn't have Ian Walsh for you, but share some Spironi memories. We've got some breaking news. Got Patrick's instant reaction on Paul Clement going there. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, at least it happened before we started recording. It could have happened during. And just oh, rented. definitely nice. Great news <laughs> if we win. <laughs> if we win yeah exactly and um if and if if when when we win oh god no i'm, I'm feeling nervous <laughs> now i'm feeling nervous <laughs> it's like i said to you before terence though if we lose to swansea we're gonna beat city yeah okay i, I wish it was that simple <laughs> that would be very palace um but yeah thank you guys for joining and um thank you to billiam in the background for uh producing and making us sound great as usual 
Um, this will be our last preview podcast of the year. The next one will be for the Brighton FA Cup game. Um, news has just come out that Southern Rail will be doing a train strike <laughs> on that um <laughs> On the, that, on the evening of that game. So, you could um, not make that stuff up, could you? Couldn't make yeah, it up. Just, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think for the first time since circa 2009, 2008, I'm going to be taking a club coach to that one. I can't Ooh. be bothered to deal with a hassle, just get in and out. But, um, yep, so that, that'll be our next preview podcast back. So look out for that one. Obviously, we've still got a few days left of the Advent pod calendar thingy that we're doing. Um, uh, if you didn't listen to Prawn Sherry today on the 20th of December, I mean, Sean Derry, <laughs> you should <laughs> go and have a listen to that. Fantastic stuff from him. And um, there are three more great guests to come before um, Christmas Day hits. So keep your ears peeled for them. So until the new year, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And we'll be seeing you in what will be 2018 Crystal Palace's best year to date. Until then, up the palace. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.